0: I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform. And I'd actually been looking around and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter, user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to. Uh, to edit and everything so you can uh, put up a nice podcast which we'll get more into later so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, Also they distribute your podcast for you so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. I'm Raul, and I'm here with a very special guest that I, I hope everyone finds interesting, uh, Tiago Niamer. Right? <laughs> Hopefully, I got that right. I'm trying my best. I'm kind of pronouncing it a little bit more in Spanish, but um, uh, maybe you can correct that in the proper Portuguese. Right? Yeah, my. Okay. So the reason why I have you here, and I think that you can provide like a, a really unique perspective, is that uh not only are you a brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt you are also a historian by training and an anthropologist by training uh, and you have extensive um like not only interest but experience with various grappling yes yes
1: i've been training since i've been doing jiu-jitsu for 26 not 26 years but since 94 and other grappling arts, judo and livre recently as well. Yeah. Some, some judo and some livre as well.
0: Okay, awesome. And so you even uh, you said you've even traveled to Europe to to do this, right? Like, are you, like to do judo
1: as well. Yeah, no. Because I, I studied in the Netherlands uh, during my PhD, so I, uh, would, I would do judo there. Like I uh, was training with the team. Uh, from my campus, just to uh, but mostly I, I had competition in mind, but I couldn't. Um, I was just training just because I, I like grappling and they had judo there, so I okay,
0: okay, cool, cool. So, um, one of the things that I'd like to kind of uh, like ask you about is like you also had not only like this extensive, uh, kind of traditional like gi jiu jitsu experience, but um like, with your experience with the uh, Luta livre, I kind of like to see, like, kind of your thoughts about that, because really a lot of times I'm getting more and more comments about it because a lot of people are saying how, like, oh, this is, like, the Brazilian version of catch wrestling. But when I look at it, it doesn't necessarily seem like they're not wearing a gi, right? So that's, like, kind of, like, the main similarity, but there's no real, like, emphasis on pinning. Right, so that's where I'd be like, yeah, like uh, maybe kind of similar but not necessarily exactly the same so um, kind of like what are your what are your thoughts on that
1: Well I think uh, yeah it's definitely I've been I've been watching the, the matches you put online on the <laughs> channel mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's very different it's more like submission grappling these days. Although I think that back in the day, especially one of the lineages, used to be more like catch. But definitely, without the pinning rule, it just changes completely. There's some guard in Uta there's guard play. Although it it has less importance than in Jiu-Jitsu, you do guard and there's the idea of uh, taking your back and strangling you. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely not catch wrestling. A fight of its own, I think, because you have like neck cranks and cross faces, things you don't have in a A lot. It's a. I was listening to a podcast, your podcast the other day. You talk about Jean Lebel and um, uh, hybrid styles, and I think it's kind of hybrid style. Yeah, it definitely comes from. uh, That's the consensus from people. Like the the father of lutalivery was a catch wrestler was beating everyone, like, the best fighter in Brazil, like, during the 30s, and one of the uh, biggest athletes athletes in the country, Euclides Hatton. But then it changed. I, I think people are studying that a lot. Now I think Robert Dresdeo has an uh, in, interest on it. Uh, here in Brazil, like, uh, you had, like, Jiu-Jitsu and uh, Luta Livre fighting, and catch Wrestling slash Luta Livre fighting against each other for many and many years, and eventually they developed Uh, their own style. A good example is, I watched your video, uh, That was the first video I watched was on the Americana, because I also was thinking about, like, people say that this doesn't work anymore, just doesn't add up, because I'm not being uh, cocky or anything, but they would say, okay, I tap you and I tap you again, ah, but if it was Bushesha, okay, if it was Bushesha, I can even, like, he can do whatever he wants, I'm not... but I I found the video in Americana, it comes from American um, wrestlers this they didn't have this in jiu-jitsu. It, I think a wrestler I don't know I might be wrong but something like a wrestler came here and subbed the guy like Kimura was a Japanese judoka so it's I think all styles are a hybrid in a way. Catch wrestling seems to be like really um like judo in a way, really concerned with um with like the traditional aspect of it which is like it's so Interesting, the bidding room would never be able to do anything like it because if I can't, like, sometimes just hug you in the garden, rest for some seconds, I my mind doesn't even work. It's uh, fantastic. <laughs> I watched this guy, Matt Tram. It's Matt Tram,
0: yeah, Matt yes, Tram. It's
1: awesome, yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, non stop. It's you think like real fast. I, I really like that, yeah, but it's definitely. Luta, I'll give you something else because. I, Maybe they could compete under those rules. They would, I don't know what they would think. Maybe if it was like if you had a catch wrestling tournament here, maybe people could try um, to ad- because adapt to those rules because they also compete in wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them are also wrestlers and uh, do MMA. A lot of guys, uh, for example, Darren Till comes from a luta livre background. He the only grappling he knows, as far as I know, is yeah. luta livre, and he does pretty well at the UFC. He was. Uh, Other guys like Jose Aldo Struciccio, but he, like, Novo, União has had a lot of Luta Livre coaches. They always have a lot of, uh, but yeah, definitely it's not catch wrestling. Like, uh, the catch wrestling you have, you guys do there, something else, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you kind of brought that up because that's the thing. So, So maybe, like, people, so, like, maybe if you had, like, this pure catch wrestler uh, that went to brazil and then it's almost like uh, he kind of got a lot of influence from what was going on with the with the brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff so then you kind of have this uh, uh, impact or right? it kind of reminds me of uh, I mean, this might be a little too obscure But kind of reminds me of uh study, researching. Uh, so I, I researched a lot of the history of, of China and uh, some of the uh, like when the Italian uh, missionaries from the Vatican went to China, then they spent a lot of time there and then they became very like a uh, Chinaized when they returned back to Rome and reported to the, the Pope and kind of like even their philosophy was was a little bit different from the Orthodox uh, Christianity of the time. So maybe it could have been kind of a thing like that where you have like a catch wrestler, maybe used to pinning, but then was in an environment and uh, where there was no real pins, and so maybe that kind of faded over time.
1: Yes, exactly. And I, I, as far as I know, like for example, George Gracie, george Gracie, like the the brother of Carlos and Helio, and mm-hmm. Eli, he he would compete in catch matches. He's uh, because they had they still had catch matches like in the forties and the fifties. Eventually, it became like here in Brazil, like the the, the pro wrestling. Uh-huh. And for example, one of the choreographers of the first show, he just died from COVID, was a like real Luta Livre Master, Roberto Leiton. He oh. died at the age of eighty seven or something. Yeah, he was a choreographer. He was like a of like the pro wrestling TV show, the da la Luta. Uh-huh. And he was his son went to the Olympics to do uh freestyle wrestling. So there's a lot of I think Livre here in Brazil and Jitsu, they influenced each other a lot because you're fighting those guys under like different rules like gi no gi and eventually uh, well you you learn techniques from them uh, you learn that, that there's this thing that people say ah oh, Jitsu has no leg locks and stuff it used to have a lot of leg locks and some schools would uh, would like do great in, in tournaments because they would be good at leg locks but then in the 80s, I think, or 90s, I, I kind of remember seeing people like walking, I, don't, I didn't have the uh, eye for like crossing or doing, it's just, I remember in the 90s, but, uh, well, that's it, the rule changes, and I think that now, the growth of Jiu-Jitsu, like, makes, uh, like, I think that the Mondials in IBJJF is the greatest competition, definitely, in Jiu-Jitsu, but it's not just that, the sports side is it's kind of a cliche to say like oh, there's also self-defense um uh, yeah so it's it's it it, it has influences from all, all the fight I, definitely jiu-jitsu and luta livre they influenced each other a lot as i said with the americana a lot. it comes from catch in judo uh it's documented that uh some moves like Morote Morote sorry uh, the a double leg takedown i forgot the name mm-hmm. uh, they got you grab the guy and throw it came from the contact with uh, the same thing you said with um, the guys from china the contact with the westerners made them uh well do like the westerners like grab and throw or um go for the double leg takedown because i think originally it wasn't intended to have that that's why they, they it's forbidden now in competition yeah um, kind
0: of what i heard too where um maybe they uh, in order to make sure that someone doesn't just go in and double leg everybody in judo competition, then yeah. they just ban the grabbing the legs, right? Yeah. Uh, but in that way, doesn't it kind was, of make it almost like a Greco-Roman, but with the gi? So then you can do some of these these big throws.
1: Yes, exactly. That's uh, the intention is like and now the uh, trips and like big throws. That's what they want. It's a uh, ashiwaza, I think, and which is the 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 tripping game and big trolls because they were having like a lot of like russian european like to ch- grab to your legs and try to score small points uh, it's not exactly like a freestyle wrestling because i think in judo since now like it's all it only wasadi and nippon like it's all almost perfect or perfect mm-hmm. uh so it's only big trolls, so they have a very fast hip and they don't get that much of a clinch in it Again, I, Although, like, Mongolian fighters, for example, they excel at clinch fighting because they're still, like, grabbing and throwing is still allowed. uh, They just can't grab the legs.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why you see a lot of the Mongolians just dominating even, like, sumo wrestling, too, where uh, they can easily If they're big enough, they can easily transfer to, uh, you know, something like sumo or any kind of stand-up, takedown type of wrestling.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. It's... uh, for me, I, I understand now from the the, the changing rules. It was always crazy. I did some judo in my life, some, I did not a lot of judo, but did some judo. But I wanted to be in the Olympics. when I was a kid, I would see on TV like guys from Brazil getting medals, and uh, I understand the way they changed the rules, but the, why? But I, I thought it was like. A lot more fun. But in the United States, before in the United States, you have like a movement called a freestyle a judo. I think it's advocating like uh, this judo. I think it's a guy from Arizona or something. Judo, like you, where you can grab the legs, because normally people who are, are, are lean towards this approach, they they also do sambo, which has a lot to do. And I went to a judo, uh, and yeah, and then uh, when I was training in the Netherlands, I was telling everyone oh we should have it and they were like also taught that oh grabbing the legs they used to do a lot of leg grabbing and now it's bad and i said oh i wish that this could be back and i said no but there it's, this is what sambo competitions are for if you want to play like that game and kind of understood and agreed with like preserving the other thing. if you want to grab legs and you know like submit you go for sambo competition. A lot of guys cross train sambo in judo, especially in Europe. They do a lot of sambo.
0: No, okay, that kind of makes sense. Actually, even with um, uh, with catch wrestling, because so um, a long time ago, like kind of as so catch wrestling kind of evolved in kind of some I'd say like in waves, like waves of immigration that went through Northern England, and so these people who came from Northern England, who migrated from like Central Europe, uh, you know, like the main mainland Europe to uh, Northern England, they kind of brought different things with them, you know, different uh, like grappling with them. And then what what it appears to have happened is that, so catch wrestling, you know, had uh, maybe a little bit more kicks in it, like strike, like, almost like, a, you know, kicking shins or different types of things like that. And kind of a big double leg takedown, always had like the pin there, but um, they seem to maybe perhaps along like hundreds of years ago allow uh, some some choke holds, maybe like a guillotine or something. But uh, it seems as though like around like the mid1800s, that became basically barred at that time. And then that remained through um, <laughs> the kicks and all that were gone, right? But then that seemed to remain well, uh, through like the heyday of catch wrestling. Um, but nowadays, uh, you'll have some movements where people want to, like, m- maybe re like, or just, like, allow chokes in competition. Uh, catch Wrestling Alliance, we don't do that because all of the all of old timers that we know, none of them wanted that. And all actually, a lot of them expressed uh, that desire to me, like, personally, like, oh, just leave it the way we understand catch wrestling to be. Um, but it seems as though, like, kind of like the modern understanding of grappling, since since uh, chokes are kind of popular in MMA and all that, then uh, people think it's strange to not allow chokes. But kind of like you were saying, and what we often say to other people that are like kind of, that offer that criticism is that we often say like, well, you can do jujitsu if you want to choke people. But we have like a lot of history with cat wrestling being a certain way. And um, even like, I, I always like to mention uh, one of the catch wrestling champions, Earl Caddock, right? He ended up training people uh, for the US military. And there was like the famous interview with him where he described all the, like, he said that he can tell who's a beginner at grappling because the beginners are always trying to choke people. And so it's like, once you become more refined, then like you'll you know different things to do besides just relying on chokes. So exactly. like mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: As you, um, It's interesting that you mentioned this point, because I think it has a lot to do with um, if you allow chokes. Chokes are great, of course. And there's no problem with chokes, or, or neck cracks neck are also great, but you lose some knowledge. Because people who stop do, doing something, for example, your video on the Americana, like it's kind of a lost knowledge. People are not doing that because they're not being encouraged to do so from an early age. It could be a no-brainer, like back in the day. I was like uh, fat, like really fat when I started. I, I like to throw people in Americana from the uh, side control, and this was a winning strategy from white belt to black belt. Well, of course, some guys had an incredible guard; it always existed. But well, you have to be careful against people who can Americana. I kind of, in, in a lot of guys, especially fat ones, and the at the top of the heavyweight division, they, they do it, and they tap people out. Like, some, sometimes guys are in the finals against uh, and some but some people, they, they have small minds. They say, it's because he's fat, and he's... Mm-hmm. It's always like this. I remember watching, like, um, about catch wrestling. It's, I remember, I heard it about it in, on Pride. On Pride, mm-hmm. fighting, yeah. fighting championships, because... I, and it was like, well, it's... So interesting because for me, like people in uh, my Chichitsu were saying, like, oh, this guy, for example, <laughs> Josh Barnett can fight, and it was like it's so it's so pure strength. He's trying to uh, muscle his way, for example, through like uh, truly technical real fighters. And it was oh, but there's some something more to it. I, it just can't it doesn't work like this. Like we had like we had a it was a bodybuilding gym, and we had my teacher still teaches there. On top there was a, a dojo in the 90s. A lot of strong guys would try their luck and well fighting people because they wanted to prove something and they would have it. it's not about only being strong and then along came Sakuraba as well like the and they all oh, the, Sakuraba. I think people uh, paid attention because he could tap anyone he t- he tapped the uh, he 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 beat a lot of graces and doing something because yeah I couldn't understand what he was doing catch wrestling it's really unique because he he doesn't Pass guard or do guy? He just taps people with, nice flying. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so. Catch wrestling. What is amazing is that if you keep the rules like, now I understand judo from the same uh, point of view. Like, people would, for example, like the tripping game. If you, uh, if you like, with the rules that they had until like. The Beijing Olympics in 2008, it was so hard to treat people because they would like be distant from you. Like if the guys have great judoka, like you, you try to grab the legs or you try a troll like that is not a perfect score and throw and or, or waste the time. So it's important that you keep those rules because people keep thinking to how to come up with solutions for these rules which lead to like the classic because otherwise people will not be doing that pranks anymore for example, yeah, hey, like people, uh, I, I saw, like, yeah, Gary Tonen could have tried a neck prank to neck prank the guy. Well, if it doesn't work, then you follow it up with punches and whatever. And so, uh, I think people are, especially in MMA, are too, uh, they're committing too much to this uh, sports jujitsu um, mindset. And it's awesome, it's very interesting. I have a lot of, it, but it's, well, it's not like MMA, it's something else. You, it's not directly, you don't transfer it directly, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Cause like, especially with MMA, it's like, you can be striking, but then you can also do neck cranks. But like, like you just mentioned where it's like, if the only thing you train is chokes, then when you're in the position to maybe try it, then that's kind of what you're gonna go for. But when it doesn't work, then it's like you, you're clueless on what to do. Like your brain's not computing. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, people are, were trying to defend Tonin about, like, oh, well, the, uh, he's wearing MMA gloves. But it's like, well, you know, chokes also happen in MMA. So, you know, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, it's not like a, no one can, can complete a choke. I mean, it's just, uh, so I don't think that's like the, a valid
1: excuse. perfect it's exactly like now people know how to defend from the rear naked choke so you have to break more angles to bring something new like even if you're choking someone uh, well for example let's say I can choke but I can also like neck crank or do something like it then I would open space for a choke mm-hmm. you know if I I'm, I'm also dangerous neck cranking people and and well I think people sometimes they close it's not that they close their minds, I don't know, but maybe it's because it's difficult to bring things together, like, yeah, well, it's a challenge, but I think that people would definitely, well, um, well, some guys like uh, Ben Askren was, he would do some uh, interesting folk style stuff, like bulldog choking people. I think it's, I, I, sometimes I'm watching, I don't watch I, I, that much UFC those days, but sometimes I, what? And he could try like to up, choke, and some, sometimes it's a, an easy way to end up end up a fight. You finish the fight, neck cranking a guy, or especially mm-hmm. at the heavier weights. Um, and for example, like it's a, I, I see some guys like when I see people talking about heavyweights, and I see they they have their gear on, like guys are 120, uh, two sixty five pounds, for example, and well, they shouldn't be exactly doing this. I don't think they did that much hard play. I think they could uh, do. Like jujitsu and also, you know, like because it's a, it's interesting when you learn how to fight with the gi. gives you a different perspective on how you hold people. Mm. But for example, like if you were a heavyweight, then maybe catch wrestling. Yeah, if you start in catch wrestling and then cross train, maybe you could could get more because it's yeah, it's, it's a different mentality, and I think it's uh, MMA right now. Is, uh, well, first, it doesn't favor ground game anymore. So it's it's almost a crime to be on the ground all the time, unless you do something to please people who are watching, which is not necessarily the mentality. Which is great. I, of course, it's prize fighting, but to well, like a guy like Damien Maia, he, he's not a crowd pleaser. Uh, for me, I, I I love to watch him fighting, but it's the the idea is not. But now, like, well, they give you fifty uh, thousand $50, dollars if you pull up an incredible submission. Which makes sense, but at the same time, it's not for, uh, you're not supposed to do that much grappling anymore. They, they like to see strikes. And no, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. It's really moved to a, a, a striking type game where, yeah, they're, they're going to be signing people who have a lot of knockouts on their record and um, it's yeah. not necessarily favoring the grappler. Because, yeah, a lot of people, and it actually will, the, the even the ref will stand it up if, if the ref, in his opinion, doesn't necessarily see too much action on the ground. But it's like, again, that that becomes subjective, right? It's like, well, you know, it, it all depends on if he likes it or not, right? <laughs> Yeah, but one of the that kind of want
1: to go ahead. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, would, I was going to say that it really, like, it bothers me when you have side control, like people have side control, and the referee says, uh, back on her feet and like oh my god like you had side control it's such a great position you can do like you can uh, your most lies against uh, Ryan Nelson Ryan Nelson uh, like, was like in side control and and throwing and throwing like well because if the rules allow for allow for knees on the head like his um, mm-hmm. pride FC for example yeah on, one then you can if you have people on side control you can throw knees it's it's weird they have uh they, they should I really think they should work on improving their understanding of the grappling more not not a, a more grappling arts in general that can come about in mma competition it's not just jiu-jitsu although it's the one i love the most but it's not just it's something it's a different um, um meta game yeah there's there's things you can do and if you are not doing then you have uh, you could have an edge By for example like the first time i went to uh, luta livre the luta livre school like Well, they tapped me left and right with uh, leg locks, and they are like have one year training or something. But I'm oh, once I learned how to do with my legs, because I'm no one's doing this against me in jiu jitsu, then I think people should pay more attention and also, yeah, should pay more attention to this kind of things. Now they're bringing leg locks back, which is great. So I think maybe in the next few years, you're going to see a lot of leg locks, but there's more, even more than leg locks, definitely. For example, neck cranks yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly because even um speaking about neck cranks too like sometimes we kind of even almost going back to that position where i talked about gary Tonnen where it's like he was just kind of stuck thinking about trying to choke you can also do neck cranks and but say even if that doesn't work uh you you've kind of uh you can you can then even go for some shoulder locks i mean there's a lot of different things that can happen up there but uh, like in mainstream grappling, it's just not being taught because of that reliance on chokes. That that that's my opinion, at least.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and yeah, that's so you, go for it.
1: Go no, for no, it. no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, no, I no. Let's no, finish your sentence.
0: Well, I I kind of wanted to, add. I, I think that kind of brings me to the idea um, where your idea about kind of like this old school versus new school, because you you mentioned that um, you know how like leg locks were old and then now we see them coming back um so what are kind of your opinions uh, on that with regards to the grappling that you've seen where it's like uh sometimes the the more kind of old school grappler kind of can dominate the sport jujitsu person
1: well first of all i was super happy to see that IBJJF is allowing for leg locks uh, on their competitions like it's only a uh, Brown and black, uh, mm-hmm. adults, no gear, adults. Which I think it's a, uh, it's interesting. It's a uh, first. I think it's interesting because it's not allowed for all ages, and and I think it shouldn't be. Like kids shouldn't be doing like locks on each other. It's only maybe for pros and or masters. If you are like doing something, oh, I'm doing this at 40 to 45, and then oh, you need four screws on your knee. It might not be interesting, but like if for the guys who want to be on top, I think it's it's. Great. I think that, that, yeah, I would like to see. And um, ADCC trials in Rio de Janeiro, which is is one of the uh, most difficult you can have because you have so many talented rappers here, both in Jiu Jitsu, Luta Livre. In this, uh, as I said, like other Jiu Jitsu lineages that don't have that much media. Yeah, well, Luta Livre guy was finished second and he tried to, he fought fought Meow in the finals and he tried to leg lock in the end and lost some points. So I think leg locks are coming back, and I, 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 I'm i hopeful also that Luta Livre can also be recognized as well, because they kept a lot of knowledge on leg locks and how to set up uh, for all the kinds of leg locks, and also, like, there are watching um, master classes, Luta Livre master classes. Guys, they they are so mean. They, mm-hmm. they in the good sense, they teach you, like, how to how to get out of almost every position, like, it's course it's a master, he's showing he, he's so good at doing it that it looks like it works all the time but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I I also think that Luta Livre can also the guys can can uh, well can be can do very well in, in competition because at no gi and being able to uh, leg lock, because mostly for example uh, yeah, and even catch guys can compete under this rule. It's some more uh, yeah it's it's I think it's going to like bring back uh, what you just said, like uh, we're going to think about leg locks again because we don't think about it. we don't use it. we don't for example, like when I jiu jujitsu, i i I don't even sometimes I do a foot just because you left your foot here, and but, but if I try a leg lock, sometimes it might be I might be going overboard and someone will say, Well, but I'm, I'm not doing this. like you have to uh, uh, which is safe, but at the same time, we're losing like the, the details uh, on it, and I think like uh, Danaher, for example, like he's maybe he's training so much specifically leg locks and his system he created it is beating everyone that maybe he lost kind of lost touch with the American lock, for example. It might be. I, I really believe that those techniques been there forever. The problem is not theirs; mm, they work. Yeah, yeah, and I think some something... just need to, oh, yeah. Go ahead and finish your thought there. No, no, that's it. I think that they sure. work. It's just people have to uh, put it in practice. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, Say so with
0: leg locks. A lot of the times, I mean, we have it in cat wrestling, but a lot of the times uh, for someone to even get your leg, a lot of times it's like uh, then there's been kind of a failure with your wrestling, right? So Because usually with wrestling, we have kind of almost like you can think of like a, like a baby, like crawling, right? So we have kind of that position that we're in. And so for someone to then take you out of that position and like be controlling your leg, then that shows that you you failed at maintaining that position. And so um, mm. uh, I think that's why sometimes, I think that's why many times you can see uh, leg locks happening a lot in Nogi. And you don't necessarily see them happening all the time in like our, our catch wrestling competitions. We do have some like people uh, who, who can convert some, like convert a wrestler and able to get the, get the leg from a wrestler and get them out of that kind of wrestling position. Like uh, one of our guys, if you see uh, Anthony Pacheck, some of his matches, he's able to get uh, some leg locks. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing. I think that's why catch wrestling, even though we do have leg locks, you might not see it all the time, but then you can also see how uh, maybe... Danaher and the, the death squad were so successful because people aren't approaching grappling and especially Nogi from a wrestling point of view. Or, or even many wrestlers, if they, if they go into uh, Nogi, they start trying to do kind of like what everyone else is doing and not necessarily uh, kind of keeping to the wrestling fundamentals, which I think can, can keep them out of a lot of leg locks.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I also think if you're a wrestler, it, I, I know that like in the and in, in the states, like uh, wrestling is uh, super. Um, you have wrestling everywhere. Like we have jujitsu here, and I, I don't understand why. Like if you're a, if you've been like maybe for example, like you uh, are a college wrestler, and then you sign up to a jujitsu class. Like why are you trying to do like for myself? I understand. I had to learn from scratch, like the jujitsu fundamentals. But if you already know how to uh, pull, apply top pressure and not letting people get your limbs, I, I, yeah, sometimes I think some teachers are they can't deal like with uh, the way it creates it. because you now jujitsu it's also like employing a lot of people, like a lot of friends of mine they, they cheat abroad, so it's it's great and there's a whole a whole lifestyle um, thing that, come, that 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 goes with jujitsu, so it's. If a wrestling wrestler can uh, just like uh, smash everyone else or like uh, you know just then then this, this would create an imbalance maybe again with other students uh, i i know some guys who like for example i know that uh, Andre Pederneros, like uh, uh which was like uh like a uh, uh, jose aldo's renown baron coach like head coach for a long time i know he he gives if you're like great, if you can beat anyone, then you get get, get the bell. I, he doesn't like sandbagging at all. And I think this makes sense because, well, for example, I would definitely give a brown belt to Brock Lesnar because otherwise he would make me look stupid all the time. And all like the other black belts would look stupid as well. And what he should do, like in my humble opinion, is to develop his own way of submitting people, not trying to like on um, black, because it it's not his body, it's not, he, no, he has different, uh, some different knowledge. He can, of course, he, he can improve. Like, I know this happened with Andre Galvão, gave a, very fast, like, the brown belt to uh, Satoshi Ishii, the Olympic champion, um, Judo champion, Japanese, who, because he can tap everyone out. So, it's uh it doesn't make sense to wear, like, especially in a sport like Jiu-Jitsu, where, like, you don't have this curriculum, like, in Judo you have it. Uh, well you know this 22 different uh, takedowns and you have to throw at the examination like it's not only about how you fight but how you uh, learn and then and take the knowledge uh, especially a fight like Jitsu, definitely i understand people who do not do it and think that but yeah it's it's something like the same happens with a wrestler some of them like they're definitely not white belts like they, they're not clueless about. And people say, oh, but the wrestler, then you can, oh, you can try triangle, triangle choke him and stuff. Yes, exactly. But maybe for a purple belt or a very good blue belt, otherwise he, he can do it wrong. And he was still like, yeah, smash you because he, he has a lot more experience with grappling in general. He, yeah, mm-hmm. he knows how to mm-hmm. grapple. It's very hard to grapple uh, wrestlers. And
0: I think you brought up a really good point. A really interesting question for me because, and I kind of like so like I'll respect every art for you know however it it, it however they do things right. And I, and I kind of uh, talk about like cat wrestling and different martial arts uh, as kind of being like their own languages. And so things are said or you know done a certain way in each language and each culture. Um, but I think you bring up a good point where it's like yeah if someone is just smashing everybody right uh maybe with regards to the jujitsu ranking system then maybe they could be or they could move up the ranks faster than someone who goes into jujitsu with no uh without you know as a complete beginner but i do like in some of my time in different um it, I, mean, I don't know if it's an ego thing but i spent some time at a really famous Uh, gi jiu-jitsu school here in L.A., and it's like uh, a lot of the the coaches kind of have this idea where it's like everyone starts (laughs) at a white belt and uh, they got to do, you know, whatever they're doing for a little while, and then, you know, even if you're smashing everybody, right, then, you know, you still got to do whatever they're, you got to do it the way they do it, and then that's when you, that's when you move up the ranks, right?
1: Yeah, some schools are not like it. Some schools they have different uh, approaches to it. Like, um, yeah, for example, like from, uh, yeah, from from my my teacher who gave me the black belt. I, I trained with him a uh, white to purple, and then I uh, he was not teaching anymore. I uh, trained with a t- tank, tank and tankingo. Tankingo won the ADCC, mm. a great, uh, fantastic lap uh, all around monster. Like, and it was. Yeah, I felt like I was like most of the time, I, I like to kind of smash people in my own way and do things that this is not that technical. I couldn't um, understand. But then people eventually, was, I was doing everything like super different from people. And for a while, I was thinking, oh my God, maybe I don't have talent for jujitsu. I've been five hours uh, not doing it. It's so many new positions. But in the end, it's how well you grapple, it's not exactly how you do it. And I think people are really concerned with and, and with how you do stuff, oh, you have to be able to uh, open your guard, and I don't think so. I don't, well, some guys, like for example, uh, there's a great fight between uh, 2007 Mondials, uh, the finals, or between a guy, ultra heavyweight, a guy uh, named um, Luis Felipe Teodoro, Big Mac, a fat guy, and Rafael Lovato Jr., and it was, this is a very interesting fight, because. Well, Lovato won after the fight was over. He, well, the other guy, like, smashed... It was a judoka. Like, he smashed him so much. He got an advantage for something, but it was... Well, a decision that has never been made, I think, it was really... Uh, the other guy got really upset about it, because... Uh, I'm not saying that this happened for that reason, but... A guy would win the Mondials, like, doing something that... People say, don't do it, like... Cooking your opponent from... Top position, apply pressure, apply pressure, apply pressure, apply pressure, until he can. Even if he can jump to the one side to the other, it doesn't matter. Like you keep applying pressure. I think people are discouraged by uh, to fight like this right now because he, there's this mentality of uh, weak against strong, and it's for example for some time in my life I thought that I'll, I I like to pass guard, but that's why I'm never going to be elite because uh, I'm not. Uh, Guard guy, I I, I love doing guard, but I like to pass. And then I see, oh, this doesn't make sense. The the purpose of jujitsu, in my point of view, it's like everyone should develop their own approach to how they're going to uh, do grappling and learning by their mistakes and stuff. So I think sometimes, like for example, a guy who's short and stocky, and you're forcing him into doing some kind of position that definitely doesn't work for him, but he's losing time. He could be training stuff that. Works for him, like yeah. I think, yeah. Some coaches they, they lose this perspective, and then you are either you're either like super good at doing it, and then you you get your respect by being. And also, there's the culture, like for for example, like um, well, this competition, uh, Gi, competition, teams that now train no as well. Or if you have a very plastic a uh, sweep or technical sweep, uh, people like they go crazy and they love it, and and everyone wants to please the crowd, uh, the, the crowd. But this is just a way of looking at things. I, yeah, I think it, it all depends as well. Like maybe if you, if you want to be a, a competitor, and that, but I don't think you should, um, and I don't think you should. Um, let anything get in, the, in your way of learning that there's there are more things to be done. For example, like the 10 planet guys I met in Suriname, I, I tapped four times to the guy. It was no gear. But for example, like the, that, that's what I say, like the, the rubber guard, it made me so confused because I was trying to posture and then, oh my God, I lost all the posture and I'm not heavy anymore. And, and this is the fun and the magic of grappling. There can always be um, new techniques and, yeah, I think that, well, cre- bringing up s- too many uh, rules and, or, and teaching, like, I think some guys, said, and now there, there are many problems. For example, other thing that I see in some jeans, it's that, it said, for example, IBJJF has a recommended for each belt, and which is great to prevent people from, from getting, I think you need four and a half years to get the black belt treat, black belt, which is great but at the same time it's like oh my god now i if i have one year you have i will pay like for the uh at the end of the year for the party and you have to give me my brown belt or, or my mm-hmm. uh degrees uh and i don't i think it creates i for example it took me four years from, from uh blue to purple that's because was uh, not something i was really kind of frustrated by that during various moments i was winning a few medals uh, but uh, I knew that like it was it, it is not I do not have anything to do with this decision. It, it's a decision like it's my coach, my, my master. He 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 says when I saw some guys, oh maybe I could be a purple belt as well. Now I mean, but now people, yeah, they it became kind of. Uh, it's interesting. It opened a lot of doors, but at the same time, it's yeah, it's kind of surfing or something. It's a lifestyle. It's something you want to. You, the kids they they see the the fights on uh, youtube like they see um well the uh all the ibjjf greats and right now you have like some great fighters people who are great guard players and they see the great guard players and there is this thing of like being on bottom and being able to you know and i think this is a strong thing like people and a lot of, but in the end like a lot of people end up thinking jiu-jitsu only as a guard thing and as if passing guard is not uh, as important, at least uh, as doing guard. I don't know. It's all about the competition rules, and I, I see here in Rio de Janeiro, uh, and then in the rest of Brazil. So I think there's a lot of uh, old school masters. They have very strong opinions uh, towards it. I, I know a lot of guys who are six degree, seventh degree, um, uh, uh, even. I, I, no, not that I'm know that I'm friends with them, but uh, for example, they gave the sixth degree to my teacher, and then there would come like a, a guy who, like, was the first guy who fight to fight Marco, who was in the ninth degree. Like, they don't like it at all. That's what you said about catch wrestling rules. They, they are definitely not happy about the. Most of them, like, some of them are, are happy with the with the way ju, things are taken in jiu-jitsu. They took a lot of took away a lot of things. For example, in the '90s, we had like palm strike uh, fighting and you understand like why you need to for example pay attention to self-defense when someone can slap you in the face then it's really like bulldog choke and and take down it's more more important than like and you can't see it in front of anyone if you there's slaps involved like you can slap someone this is and you have to deal with the fact that it messes your psychological aspect as well, and oh, you get slept, it's so humiliating, but you have to... And I, I think that it's great that jujitsu jitsu uh, has spread so much, but I think there's some uh, more to it, and people should listen more to uh, old-timers like they do in catch wrestling. It's not that the what they say is the, uh, a law or a rule, definitely it it, it wouldn't be nice with the yin and Yang thing. You gotta have the youth energy, but yeah, but the uh, the wisdom of guys who are like we've been doing this for fifty should be a, more appreciated maybe maybe it can yeah. be unfair. I, I'm being unfair. I don't know, but I, that's what I see.
0: No, no, I think you're you're right because a lot of times even in the old the olden days, right? Uh, uh, a lot of times there was less concern for safety issues <laughs> so, or even it could have been like yeah, a of, yeah, yeah, yeah. self-defense oriented, right? So unlike today, which I, and I think they're really a lot of good protections for athletes uh nowadays which I'm, I'm all for that you know like making sure people get uh or people don't get needlessly injured right mm-hmm. um, but yeah it, well the one thing with regards to listening to the the old timers in catch wrestling i wish i wish some people would listen a little bit more to some of the old timers like a lot of like all of them that i know and I, i've known several um that all of them wish to um keep the, 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 the no choking rule as part of it. But then you know, we have some movements where it's like people, they try to take the, uh, they take, uh, they basically want to apply their wishes or their way of trying to maybe, trying to popularize catch wrestling to make it fit a modern grappling understanding. So uh, they're, not, uh, uh, they're not trying to keep to what the old timers are saying. But so that, that'd be my idea, about <laughs> that's kind of what, what you made me think of. But overall, I mean, even with regards to the like combat, a lot of times the, the old timers, uh, they had a really more kind of combat oriented point of view with regards to even competition, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's such a sad like, we gotta, it's interesting if we, uh, we've had, yeah, I'm of course all in for protecting uh, people i don't think that for example like poem strikes would be uh like nowadays it sounds a little bit out of place it's but for example like it's something that comes from the beginning of the discipline so you have to keep in mind that's some exactly what you said um uh, and also like uh, yeah we have to you gotta have um uh, people like not getting hurt we have you need to keep this in mind because like pretty bad accidents happen back in the day like and people are preventing it but yeah I think people should listen more to uh, the old timers and I think the old timers I, I don't think I, I do not think that they have a formed opinion on that but the ones I talk to they don't care much about no Gi first they do not really they don't do it or they think that okay you think take, take your Gi top or you can go to a different gym that there's no problem now. there uh, they should It's not that you need to do what they say, but you need to uh, examine what they're saying because they lived in a time where you were not even born and they were doing this, they talked to people, they met people and measured, and well, it's not if what they've done it's right or wrong, I don't think it's what they say is right or wrong, it's not that the point, but it's their opinion is important to orient, like, yeah, to, to guide you, uh, Towards, like, keeping, for example, like, jujitsu. Well, how, how can it still be for so much time? I, I, I know that people, I'm not a purist because people have been doing this question for when I was started. Jujitsu, I remembered some guys would say, Oh, it's not like in the old days now, like, the kids just want to do this and that. And of course, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I would definitely not say, like, Oh, the kids doesn't No, no, it's perfect, it's evolving. But we can't. Uh, we we should, like, for example, lose touch with the self-defense aspect. And sometimes people teach it in such a stiff way, like it's uh, it feels like okay, now you grab your butter. It's never going to work. But maybe if you're able to create scenarios in which people have to actually defend themselves, and yeah, uh, it's it's how you say. It. A lot of people they want to uh, kind of like break free from uh, the, the old timers. For them, it's and I think it's more about, like, bringing your new ideas, because I think you're, uh, our, uh, as young people, younger people, like, our vitality is important, and keeping the flame uh, lit, but at the same time, we uh, can't do whatever we want to do, it's uh, it's not, and there's also, like, things in jiu-jitsu, like, for example, like, IBJJF, uh, it's like, it's Carlos Gracie, which I have uh, huge respect for, because he can, like bring together like huge competitions and a lot of people are making a living out of jiu-jitsu now which is great uh, but it's not uh, one way of understanding it you see uh, adcc uh, well adcc came along and it became something else completely like uh, overnight i people would like started doing nogi i remember like the first time i was like seriously doing no gi. I was saying, oh my god i guessed out so much and i was being tried out all the time because it's it's just something else, and I, I think it's great that we do no gi. But keep in mind that, like, rules are there's like there's two things there's, there's uh, the rules um, and which includes like uh, the the place in which you fight, like the format. For example, you are uh, train sanda. Sanda, you have this rule, and you can throw the guy off. If if it's karate, then you're thinking you are like in an open space. Like, well, you have like I think competition is a uh, it's a setting. And you should of course adapt to the setting in which you're competing. And this new athletes, these guys have a large um, ability to, the top ones, to adapt to any kind of scenario, I'm, I'm sure. But we should, like from day one, understand that first competition is not for everyone. Like, uh, you know, Everyone should be encouraged, like Judo. Judo, you're really encouraged to compete. Encouraged to compete and for me it was very important because I was super afraid of competing and I'm not the greatest competitor Maybe but it became like a reasonable competing competitor by uh, competing like every week in judo And now oh, I got there and oh the guy threw me and it's a a point and then I throw the guy And up oh, in the end you see like you win you lose. It's part of life. It's just But at the same time you can lose touch with because there's so much knowledge like in British and you're alone like and I'm sure well, you have like guys who um, you watch to their seminars. Uh, it's... I, I know they're not world champions. or are not winning really maybe the IBJJF Mondials by following what they say. Are, or, but I'm, I mean, the, the, the subtext of what they're showing you is that, that... This kind of thing you can do. I saw videos of Billy Robinson, like when I first got interested in catch wrestling. And he would like even... Uh, with the crane and stuff, he would be able to uh, grab someone and, yeah, it's something, there's something, if there's a mastery to it that other people don't have, even, it's, it's a matter of time, that's why, like, you have the, the ranks and like, some guys are, yeah, are high have higher ranks in the Black Belt, I think we should pay attention to it, not not to become something maybe like Judo is, in which Kodokan dictates uh, the rules, Uh but to become something in which like a lot of people can uh, like the old timers and the, the guys who are teaching now can participate and and be open about how uh they're going to because right now maybe you have a generation of black belts who really think they're being sincere in thinking that um, americana doesn't work and neck cranks are uh, just doing a uh, groseria, as we said uh, which is like muscling people around and which is for example, I have one of my best friends uh, as a purple belt. I have a hard time, uh, sometimes we roll. Uh, but I he has to understand that, for example, try to show him that, oh, okay, now I boot up, choke you. Oh my god, it's uh Understand that those things might be involved. If you want to be a good grappler, you can like do your card game, which is classic and nice and super effective. I wish I had such a great card and could be on play bottom all the time. But at the same time, uh, you need to be ready for eventually changing the way you do guard because some people can, well, tap you by doing top pressure, for example. It's necessary, it's kind of the balance. Um, I remember there's a, one thing in jiu called a masapon, like you grab the gi, like here, from top guard, like especially real big guys do it. <laughs> and well, it's important to have some people, to have people doing this, To if you want to learn guard, a lot of things I learned from the guard, it came from being tapped out uh, from top pressure and doing this because then I would, oh, then if you say, oh no, I'm going to armbar him from guard, but it doesn't necessarily work this way. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to learn how to find your way around it, and uh, I think I think we need, we need to encourage people to more like be themselves, like if you're a wrestler, then, well, eventually people are going to, it's People have to understand. I think there's too much ego involved these days. It it always has been, but I think now the teachers it's more like they're friends with the students, which is also great. But, um, but now I think there is this uh, ego thing that people don't want to tap if the other guy is a lower ranking and they don't. It's, it's just too much ego. Uh, and the teachers and they want to be don't want to be tapped out. And if you eventually tap them out, it's something that and they instead people should be learning from yeah. it. But maybe only maturity maturity uh, brings this understanding of grappling.
0: Yeah. yeah, I try to tell like my students in the in the gym, it's like don't worry about tapping out. It's actually for your safety and <sighs> it's like let's experiment in the gym so that yeah. when you're out in competition you can win or at least uh, uh, you know, th- th- those are the things like uh, kinda don't worry about the ego so much, and experiment and have fun, and you know, like make mistakes here, right? So you don't make exactly.
1: mistakes there. Exactly. That's and and all the guys I thought were like super talented that I met uh, along my uh, jujitsu uh, uh, career, let's say, uh, uh, me doing jujitsu. They were the guys who uh who didn't care about tapping out there's a guy like for example i remember tankino i I think i can say that like he's a agcc champion ibjjf world champion he's a a monster he taps everyone left and right it doesn't matter he's great and i remember being a purple belt and we had a competition um uh, team like uh, around like uh, around lunch break and i went there with my gi and like yeah we were I would go there and train with the, the with him and uh, other great black belts, Formiga and other very famous guys, like João Gabriel Rocha, beat Puchesha. And I was like, some guy who tapped me like two or three times and I was really mad. I, now I understand it. And he said, he mentioned this a story of him. Oh, when I got my black belt, I went to visit like the other guys with a great black belt as well, Jim. And he tapped me seven times and I said, like, how, how can you even survive this? But now, being older, I understand that, well, his mindset is not that I don't care. Like, you gave me a, a lot of chances to understand better the game and to, every time you beat me, you're teaching me something and how, I don't know, like, that's the way... I started approaching fight more as uh, uh, grappling, more like this, uh, like when it was it like a brown belt and it was... Oh, I don't want it to be a shitty black belt. I'm oh, sorry for the... Um, no <laughs> yeah. so it's a I don't want to be a, a bad black belt uh, oh my god people yeah and I said okay so I just don't care anymore like because I was flirting with this idea of not caring for a long time but you have all the pressure around you around you and then people after training they would say oh my god the guy tapped you like three times. yeah now I don't care anymore I just care about learning because it's just so much fun Like grappling is like the well it's for people who like it I think it's it's a it's a way to uh, get into a flow state uh, just you know, just being yourself like doing it
0: yeah and yeah, no, that, that's kind of one thing you kind of made me think about where it's like uh, there, there been there have been a few black belts that I've rolled with and um, you know like you put the timer on so maybe we only have like five minutes right to, yeah. to roll and then but sometimes then they put Especially because so then against me, then they're gonna use all their defense that they have. Like they're gonna use all their uh, best, uh, like guard skills against me. But then it's like, uh, uh, like are they, they? Then they never even get a chance to even attempt a submission, right? Because it's like all they're doing is kind of like pushing me away the whole time. And it's like uh, then that kind of uh, blocks the learning in a way, right? It's like why don't you? Let me in, because <laughs> then we only have a certain amount. We only have a five short minutes, right? Because there've been some guys that I really enjoy rolling with, but it's like uh, almost like then, because like the way I'll approach it then is like, well, I'm gonna let this guy tire himself out a little bit, and then I'll, I'll even tell him, why don't we roll a few rounds then? <laughs> because if they're spending all their time on defense in the beginning, then uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for them to to get tired. Um, so that's kind of like one of the things you're making you made me think about in that situation where it's like uh go ahead and you make your mistakes try something allow something to happen because if it's in the gym you know who cares it's not like a real match
1: exactly exactly and uh, yeah and also like you, you mentioned this it's interesting but maybe people should appreciate a lot of my friends who are teaching and and competed a lot and they have like big One big tournaments, it was always good for them. Like they have great guards to fight. For example, against me, I can apply a lot of pressure, and so it's good because if it's maybe let's say it's an IBJJF, now you have like it's impressive. Like if we're adult division, you have four or five fights, like every tournament. So if some guy is good like at this and he breaks completely breaks you, and um, yeah, you should actually they should actually use this experience. For example, if they want to um, evade your pressure, so they should... Yeah, it might be a good thing for them if they keep in mind, okay, so I'm going to train my defenses to be even more defensive. Because I think that's the point. In a way, Jiu-Jitsu is about defense. You see, a Rice Gracie, he was super defensive against 10 Severn, for example, like cooking, your opponent waiting for the best moment. I think Ten Planet approaches this really well like it's cooking you put someone in the rubber guard it's super it's something it's really annoying because it's us well i i know that now there's a lot of ways to pass rubber guard but if there's a tight rubber guard then there's not much you can do and it's, it's about making yeah it's it's about creating this feeling that you're um yeah that to irritate you, like because a lot of people they they can't stand the fact that they can't pass the guard or something. It's yeah, I think yeah, I think exactly that. There's a lot of things that might be discouraging for someone who's starting, especially these days in in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and already have a uh, a grappling uh, a, a, a grappling uh, background. I, I if I was a wrestler, I would, I would never uh, put a gi in my life, never it was like I, 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 they had the Olympics held here in Rio, in here and uh, I went to see like the wrestling live, and it's something. That if I could do things like this, like why to, why put a kid? Like the guys are animals; they are beasts. Uh, but I would learn like uh, how to tap people out, maybe, and it's great. I, ah, the bottom game, but there's no way you, you. For example, ah, but then you don't know the guard and stuff. You can play bottom, but. In the end, it doesn't matter because, well, if people can't, there's like, uh, if people can't put you on your back, you on your back, then, well, you can like, improve your top game because if you're an elite wrestler, people can't put you on your, neuro, you on your back, and it, it's I don't see much point as, like, maybe uh, doing a technical stand up. This is another thing that I know uh, I don't like to say old school because there's always older school, but you would focus a lot on technical stand-ups and it's because you i think a lot of times i would like do a technical stand-up before wasn't doing very well in guard uh, perform a technical standup and then try try to troll i think they f- should focus on those things as well like I, because there's the problem we uh, we are only our knees so it, it, it brings a, a a big level of um Artificiality to the game. It's yeah. Not exactly uh, what you're going to. That's why a lot of people are sitting in front of you because well, that's how you can. It's, it makes all the sense because this is how you can. Um, well, how you can train yourself to a, a very high level, training on your knees. Maybe if you started on your feet, I don't know how to solve this. A lot of friends of mine who are teaching and I, they say all oh, and well as you, you know because you're a, a go- coach in practice this is much harder than it sounds there's a lot of things around uh, and also you have competitions and right now they allow you to I think they're changing this rule as well but I don't know something's got to make up for the fact that you're on your knees you're only only training there's a great master here in here in he says that Yeah, you know, he learned from uh, I think uh, Rickson and uh, and forget um, the other guy who, he's uh, causing who died, and I uh, forgot his name, uh, Rose Gracie, who's considered to be like the best of all time, even better than Rickson. He says that the ground is like uh, number five. They would train, if you see the Gracie's training in the 60s, they would throw like taekwondo kicks, and it's more like about how you approach and you go to the ground. Uh, I know that it's like one is distance, and then two, I don't know, maybe three is clinch, three, uh, four is taken down and five is submitting so people only do like the four and five nowadays mm. so we lost a lot of it's a lot of what jiu-jitsu is supposed to be and it's you see guys like Roger Gracie they they do they're good in all aspects of jiu-jitsu he's not the best judo player but he can take you down He uh, he can he knows jiu-jitsu from one to five so a lot of thing now yeah it, it the way we are training especially for safety uh it encourages uh guard play it's all about guard play and yeah and, yeah and it's all about winning as well and uh, when you go for uh competitions it's all about winning so uh well your idea might be interesting but your teacher will say okay it's easier if you pull guard and you want to win right and it's the rules like it's not that yeah that they favor like well being on bottom all the time or avoiding and also like maybe if you have like a goal I understand like if your, your goal is like i'm i'm going to be like champion yeah it, it takes you have to put a, a lot of time on takedowns and and some other techniques that might not be that useful in competitions and now they have like prizes and stuff i don't know i but still like i see a lot of guys who are. Because now, for example, like here where I live in in Rio, like you have so many uh, good fighters in the area. Like I see a lot of those new kids, they're great at what they do. They're very good. They they can sweep you, pass your guard. Because now people, they are much better athletes than ever. Uh, I think it has to come definitely from, uh, well, with the IBJJF, uh, because there's those things, there's this as well. Like, for example, to teach abroad, you got to have an... A an IBJJF uh, certificate, which is great because it oh, okay you're not learning at a MacDojo. It's not it's not something someone who's trying to uh, fool you. Yeah. But at the same time, it's only IBJJF rules. Mm-hmm. It's all that matters. And yeah. I, I, a lot of guys like for example, in uh, a lot of guys who are uh, red belts, they teach here in Rio for like five six people. They charge a fortune. Um, it's uh, like, like five, six people he teaches like standing and everything. More, it, but it's mostly for someone who's looking for a more um, complete understanding of the art. Because a lot of people they just want to have fun and uh, yeah, which is great actually. It's great but they, they don't care. Oh, okay, uh, trolls don't work so I'm going to... And I particularly think that right now what people like is to see the smaller guy doing like betting bolo people and getting in mm-hmm. the back and jujitsu has this thing a lot of I was like a, a stocky chubby guy when I was younger but I remember most of my friends were really uh, thin and they uh, watch like for Rice Gracie on the UFC and uh, weak beats strong this is their motivation they, so they like the card because and the, the practical applications in their mind they would do this Oh, someone takes me down and I can uh, submit info off, off my back.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that like these, the first UFC was one of the best marketing um, schemes for jujitsu,
1: like ever. <laughs> like that was like such a brilliant yeah, yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 They've been doing this. Like the Gracies have been doing. They. I. I think it also has to do with the fact, like the Gracie family. These guys are super smart and they can fight. And they've been doing this in, in Brazil maybe for 50, 60 years. Uh, challenging people from... that's. Uh, for example in 91 you had in the 80s Luta Livre was on fire. Was on fire. And the Graces were mostly teaching privates. They had this method of teaching privates. And they're starting to... Uh, uh, the word on the streets was that Luta Livre was beating Jiu-Jitsu every time. And so they they made a Lut- BJJ against Luta Livre, three fights. and. Jiu-Jitsu back in the day had a better understanding. Uh, the Gracie's always had an understanding of how to prepare themselves, and do yoga, and eat right, and what what the competition involves. Like the, And yeah, exactly. And they made... Well, they For example, Royce, Royce was already familiar with the rules when he uh, fought. The other guys, they, they didn't have that idea of... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Of what he, they were, they always did this in 1984. I think they had something against Muay Thai and Luta Livre in 1984, it was 1 1 and one draw. Um, but then, then in 91, you had 3 jiu jitsu 3, Luta Livre 0. It was Fabio Gurgel, uh, Murilo Bustamante, who was uh, was the UFC champ later on, and I don't remember who was ah, Validi Ismail. And they beat the three Luta Livre guys, who were also some of them are legends, and I it's kind of i feel bad because people some there's some legends in luta livre that people don't know or know because they fought a gracie yeah the gracies are are smart and they they understood the, how to how to showcase jiu jitsu to the world they they mm-hmm. they understood i think the the most impressive fight in the first one is against ken shamrock i think because uh Yeah, he didn't think that Hoyce could use uh, the gi to uh, choke him out, Mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah.
0: Now it's a real famous uh, uh, video, right? I think they even used it, they used to use it, I think, in the beginning of UFCs where uh, that's kind of what this kind of little intro that they made, and that was one of the little clips, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and also, mm -hmm, go ahead.
1: I know, and I, I would couple this with the fact that uh, in Japan, in, in USA, you had a lot of wrestlers and boxers and then BJJ fighters, but in Japan, you had a lot of catch wrestlers. Maybe I was watching Pride. That's I, I think I assume that a lot of guys are catch wrestlers. They have because I, I know they do pro wrestling as well. So it's you had like a, a larger talent pool of catch wrestlers in in Japan and American it's and yeah, it kind of catch wrestling. Uh, so didn't have that many representatives, I think. And, but, I heard that. I don't know if you can confirm this, but that Dan Severn has something to do with catch wrestling. Is it true? Um,
0: less than he uh, he makes out. Right? That's the thing. Yeah, he's definitely much more a regular uh, wrestler. I know people will probably be mad at me <laughs> for that, but uh, it's pretty easy to see when you know if you if you, if you follow him enough. Uh, but uh, so I think uh, actually I would like for you to mention that you're also in a band I'd like people to know like the name of the band and uh, where they can uh, find about find out about your band
1: okay uh, my band is called Darwin G A R V I N you should definitely look up uh, look up on it um, up to it on uh, Spotify, or, or there's a lot of videos on YouTube. We've been playing for like 20 years or so. We've been in major labels, and now we're back in a big label. Look, look, um, try Darvin on Spotify, where there's a lot of listeners and a lot of new songs. We're releasing songs every month. Next song we release uh, January 8th. It's a punk rock band, and uh, there's also uh, Instagram at Darvin. Oficial, official, official, T A R V N Y, V I N V I N, o official like official. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, from it's a pamphlet for more information.
0: Oh, okay, great, great. Yeah, I okay. want to make sure that that gets out there too, because uh, we've been uh, we've been talking over an hour, so um, I I really enjoy the, the all the stuff that we we talked about, but maybe we can uh, save it for another episode.
1: OK, OK, definitely.
0: Cool. All right, well, um, is there any other way um, people can like find out about you? I think you, you also have uh, the Darwin um, YouTube channel, right? How about uh, any yes, yes. of for, for you personally? Is there any way people can reach out to you personally?
1: Well, I have my uh, Instagram, which is Thiago, T-H-I-A-G-O, uh, Darwin, T A R V I N. And well, you can talk to me uh, over there. People can uh, message me, and well, like, I I really like this uh, grappling subject, so it's that's how you find me. Okay, great, great. All right, well, thanks for okay. coming on. Uh, what are you gonna say? Ta- 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 yeah, before just before we finish, uh, like just to mention, like t- uh, we lost two people in the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu community um, in my area this week due to COVID, due, due to COVID. So. I would just like uh, to express my feelings uh, towards this guys. Uh, Victor Sofia, two black belts, 34 years old, and another guy um, who was teaching uh, and so fighters, uh, 60 years old, six degree black belt. They had COVID, and it's really serious. And Brazilian government is not taking it seriously at all. Like it's almost a thousand people dying every day, and mm. it's super scary. So don't don't uh, hold don't do grappling just now like that's okay you can wait a little if it's not safe just if if it's a red alert in your city i don't care just stay home
0: yeah i know thank you for for saying that too because like in the united states i think people don't realize that even young people are are, are dying but also the ones that survive a lot of them are str- like even athletes are struggling to get back to uh, like fighting shape so it's like just uh, just hold off because like what well, even we talked about a d c c they postponed right, so it's like these big tournaments, they're waiting, so uh hold off a little bit, continue doing your cardio or your yoga and all that, um but
1: you know don't spread the disease, That's kinda,
0: Let's kind yeah, of, exactly. yeah, let's get this over with,
1: okay, thanks for having me uh it was a pleasure,
0: yeah, yeah, likewise, thank you we'll we'll chat again.